Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at Grace Baptist Church. We'd also love to connect with you online at gracekettering.org. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the episode. I'm going to comment on it and uh, give an explanation for why we, uh, we celebrate the Lord's table from the passage of Scripture here. Give us some, uh, some truths that might help us. And uh, children, I especially want you to hear and understand why we celebrate the Lord's table and understand what we're doing here tonight. So 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, and uh, let's look at verse number uh, 17. Verse number 17, now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, uh, that ye come not, uh, together not for the better, uh, but for the worse. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 18, for first of all, when ye come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. Paul is really straightforward. Like, I hear that, I, I believe the hear, hearsay, I believe it. Verse 19, for there must um, be also heresies among you, uh, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Uh, when ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the, uh, the Lord's Supper. Uh, for in eating, every one taketh before uh, other uh, his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that uh, have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? I praise you not. And we'll get to uh, explaining that, but uh, they really just had a, a, a misunderstanding of the Lord's Supper. They weren't, they weren't dealing with it well there in the church of Corinth that came kind of a popularity thing, who had the most, and so on. So Paul delivers what they needed to know. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft and as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of this bread and drink of that, that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And he talks about how we ought to, we ought to take personal responsibility for our own conduct before God. Look there in verse number 30, uh, 32. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with, uh, with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, 
when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another, and if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest I will I set in order when I come. You may be seated, and let's pray. Father, would you just guide us as we take a few moments here uh, to consider your uh, the Lord's table, your this this practice, this um, this ordinance that you gave to us, commanding us to remember you until you come. So would you guide our thoughts tonight, instruct us, and uh, may we approach the table soberly, um, but also with just a hearts of a deep thankfulness towards you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So Corinth was really struggling with squabbling. Uh, there was all sorts of division within the, the church of Corinth. And as they gathered together, there was much of that squabbling coming into their, into their gathering. So there, there wasn't a, a heart of unity as they were coming together around the Lord's table. It was a heart of division. And they'd really turned it into a carry-in dinner where uh, those that had, had, and those that did not, did not. And so it was not even a time where they were caring for one another. And so this is wildly out of place within the church of God and uh, was not achieving the purpose to draw the church together and focus on Jesus Christ. It was not achieving that purpose within the church of Corinth. So that's why Paul says, hey, I don't praise you for what's going on there. This is not a beautiful sight. What's going on there in your gathering is not a beautiful sight. If you hunger, eat before you come, but this isn't about filling up. This is about about a memorial, a remembrance. And so that's, that's the purpose of it. That's what Paul was trying to bring them back to. And so he says there in verse number 23, I'm delivering this to you. Now, this is not just an old empty tradition that we can pass, uh, you know, pass by. We ought to come to the Lord's table, and so we do tonight. And the Bible says as often as you come, it doesn't say how often, but it does say as oft as you come, uh, do it in this way. And so as we come tonight, it's important that we realize that what we, are, what we are partaking in, what we are doing tonight, uh, Paul says, I've received this from the Lord and I'm giving it to you. Now, as we learned this morning, uh, we believe that the Bible is a specific revelation of Jesus Christ. We've received it from him and he, he has given us this instruction for today, for right now, right? And so this is binding upon our lives. So just like the Corinthians received it, we ought to receive it. We ought to receive it to ourselves as Paul gives it to them. And so I want us to think about three different reasons that, that the, we observe the Lord's table. And notice, first of all, in verses 24 through 26, notice how it is a matter of remembrance. A matter of remembrance, first of all, remembering the Savior. Think about this. We remember a lot of things. We think about a lot of things. Perhaps you're thinking about things even tonight that you're going to face this week. We think about bills. We think about parenting, relationships. We think about so many things. Statistics say that the average smartphone probably has increased since this uh, study was done, but the average person receives 49, 46 or so uh, 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 different push notifications in a day. <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes it seems like it's a lot more than that. Ding, ding, ding. You know what? And we're constantly barraged with things to be thinking about and remembering. Remember this. Go here. Do this. Uh, vote for this person and give to this. And, you know, constantly being reminded 
uh, of that. Uh, in North America, marketers are sending out four, uh, 671 push notifications to phones each day. I, I think that's probably increased uh, since that statistic was, was made. But the fact is, all around us, we're being encouraged to remember something. Here in our passage of Scripture, verse 24 through 26, we are told multiple times to remember Jesus Christ. Remember me. Verse number 24, he says, do this in remembrance of me verse number 25 as often as you drink it in remembrance of me stop and remember remember me god wants us to remember him tonight jesus wants us to remember specifically what he did at the cross he wants us to remember the resurrection but he says specifically i want you to remember what i did for you at the cross the the uh, what the sacrifice that i made on your behalf and so We are to remember the Savior, he says, remember me. But then notice, he says there, uh, that we are to remember his broken body. We are to remember his suffering. We're to stop and think about the fact that he suffered in our place. Every one of us, no matter our age, should remember. It says here in verse number 24, And when he had given thanks, he broke and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is what? Broken for you. And we are to remember his body. You are aware of the fact that the crucifixion was reserved for the worst of criminals, but the Roman, the Roman uh, government would not even put their own citizens on the cross. And yet Jesus was put on the cross for your sin and for my sin. The Bible says in Isaiah 52 and verse 14 that he was so marred that his visage, his countenance was not even recognizable. Uh, Psalm 22:14 says that all of his bones, children, all of his bones were out of joint. I don't know about you. I don't like bones being out of joint. All of his bones were out of joint, probably as they set the cross up and dropped it into, into place. The Bible says in uh, Isaiah 53 that he bore our grief. He carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. He was bruised for our iniquities. All this happened to his body. And we are to remember his suffering, specifically in his broken body, but also in the shedding of his blood. So the two parts, help me out, children, two parts of communion or the Lord's Supper. Do you remember it? We have the, what are the two parts? What are the two elements, yes? The cup and the bread. The cup and the bread, okay? So the bread represents what? His, the, bre- uh, the bread uh, represents his body, and the cup, which is grape juice, represents his his blood. And we do, uh, it is grape juice, not wine, right? <laughs> it's grape juice. And uh, because even in that little, uh, little picture, we don't want fermented, fermented juice. We want pure, uh, pure grape juice in that, in that way. So we're to remember his broken body through the, by the bread, and we remember his blood through the cup. And now think about this. He says in verse 25, this cup is the New Testament, my blood. This do as often you drink it in remembrance of me. So we are to remember his shed blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, no forgiveness of sin. So our forgiveness was purchased at the cross, verified at the resurrection, or confirmed at the resurrection, uh, 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 so to speak. And so it's through the blood that we're saved. We're justified, Romans 5, 9 says that we're justified by the, the blood. On uh, Hebrews 9.22, without that shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. But through the blood, we're also washed. We're washed. It's the washing of the blood. It's the blood that cleanses us from all 
unrighteousness. We're purchased by the blood, Acts 20, 28. He purchased the church with his own blood. And then we're redeemed by the blood, Colossians 1 and verse number 14, the redemption through his blood, as it says there. And so it is through the blood that we are made white as snow. It's through the blood that we're bought back to Jesus Christ. It's through the blood that we are made righteous before God. Now, some have criticized Christianity as a bloody religion. But may we never forget that it is the blood. It is the blood that sets us apart. It's his shed blood that saves us from our sins. And can I get an amen to that? Are you thankful for the blood tonight? Nothing is as precious as the blood of Jesus Christ shed on our behalf. The Bible says in the book of Leviticus that it is the life that is inside the blood. And he shed, he poured out his life for you and I. And so as we come to the table and we drink that cup, we are remembering he gave his very life for me. It is the blood that saves us from sins. It's the blood that cleanses us from all unrighteousness and how thankful we should be. So we are to remember as we come to the table, verses 24 through 26, but we're also to find a place of renewal at the table. What do I mean by that? Verse 27, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Uh, God doesn't want us coming to the table uh, living in sin. So what is, what is God asking us to do? Come to the table with a sobriety. Come to the table in a sober way, in a manner befitting. That's the idea of the word unworthily. Uh, they, they came in a careless manner. That's how the Corinthians came. Well, that's no big deal. They were kind of nonchalant about it. And, and they came in a, uh, in a manner that uh, it really, that, that, that Jesus' blood did not deserve the way that they came to the table. It wasn't respectful. So they were guilty of approaching the, the table of the Lord in disrespect. How so? There were immorality issues within the church. There was pride and there was division. Uh, they were taking each other to court. They were suing each other in court. They were flaunting their provision in front of the poor. <laughs> look what we have and look what you don't have. They were not willing to share it with one another. So they were commemorating their Lord and his death all the while living in sin that he died for. Talk about unworthy. An unworthy approach to the table. And he says, come to the table with a holy sobriety. Uh, valuing the table, valuing what Jesus did at the cross. So come there with, with with this sobriety, be renewed through the sobriety. This is a sober circumstance. This is a sober happening within the body of Christ. But then also come uh, and find renewal through examination. What does he mean by that? Verse 28, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup. We're to examine ourselves. Examine is to scrutinize, to, to look at ourselves critically or searchingly. Now, we're reminded in Psalm 139 that we're to ask the Lord, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and see if there be any wicked way in me. But here he says, let a man examine himself. So God asks us, as we gather here tonight, to pause and think, Lord, is there anything in my life that displeases you? Is there any careless action in my life? Is there a way that I'm approaching even tonight in a careless way that displeases you? Is there some sin that I'm involved in that you went to the cross and died for and I'm just continuing on even though your Holy Spirit's been telling me to stop? Is there someone I need to be right with? And so we are to 
in a very active way, we are to take the responsibility to willingly investigate our heart, our soul, our mind before holy God. God, I, I want to be right with you. I don't want to be like the Corinthians were. I want to be right with you. And so he asks us to do that. He asks us to be renewed through examination. Search me, O God, and know my heart today, the songwriter writes. Try me, O Savior. Know my thoughts, I pray. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. I hope that's our heart as we come together tonight. But this, I've seen folks that will abandon the table of the Lord because they have a sin that they're not willing to deal with. Our heart is, as we come together, is to be right with God. And every single one of us can be right with God tonight as we bow before him in humility. There's not a person that, it, that being right with God is, is not reachable. There's not one person here tonight. You can be right with God. What does he tell us to do? 1 John 1, 9. Say it out loud with me. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are you willing to confess whatever it is the Holy Spirit prompts and say, God, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to call it what you call it, and I want to be right with you. I want to be right with you. So confess as far as the sin affects. Uh, we need to confess all sin to God. But if the sin affects you and another person, where you've, you've hurt somebody, there's an, there's an open offense that, that you've caused, confess it that far. Confess as far as the sin affects. Does that make sense? Sometimes we, we confess things and we say things to others and the, the sin didn't affect them. All right? Um, God wants us to confess the sin first to him. But if it's affected someone else, deal with it with them. And it would, be, it would be right and proper to say, Lord, tonight before, before my um, uh, head hits the pillow, I'm going to get right with this person that I've offended, and I know there's an offense there. I'm going to get right with them because I want to be right with you. And so confess as far as the sin affects. Notice, notice thirdly in verse number 26. Would you read it with me? For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, let's read this last phrase together, Ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. So we have remembrance at the Lord's table. We have renewal at the Lord's table. But notice we also have a refocusing at the Lord's table. He says we need to refocus and be ready for his coming. There needs to be a spirit of readiness. You do show the Lord's death until he comes. The idea of show is to announce loudly. Uh, as we come together... And we remember what he did for us the first time he came. We announced loudly to one another. And even in our own hearts and minds, we announced loudly, hey, this is what we're doing. We're waiting for his coming. And he says, you to show the Lord's death until he comes. The Lord's Supper is a visible message of the cross. It's a visible message to one another in the church of God of the, of the cross. And so the same gospel that saves us is the same gospel that sets us apart and, and sanctifies us. And we're remembering, Lord, thank you for the cross. Help me to live in light of the cross. And we're loudly announcing his, his cross, his sacrifice on our behalf until the day he calls us home. And so we ought to be ready for that. We want to be ready for Christ. The Bible talks to us about that. We are to, to um, be purifying ourselves, 1 John 3, 3. When we have that hope in ourselves, when we have the hope of his coming in, in our hearts, we purify ourselves even as he is pure. So we're, we're refocusing on our readiness. We do show, we do announce the Lord's death until he comes and then also we, uh, we refocus on his coming. Notice there, until he comes. 
the world nags our focus, doesn't it? All over. But God says, I want you to come to the table and I want you to remember the cross until he comes. I want you to keep coming back to this point until he comes. God knows that we need to be refocused. God knows that we often need to be refocused on his coming. Titus 2.11 through 13, it tells us that we are to be looking for that blessed hope. Well, part of helping us maintain that focus is not to forget the cross. Not to forget his sacrifice. Helps us have the right focus as we go into Monday. And so, friends, tonight, as we come to the table, we are coming to the table to remember his broken body and his shed blood. We're coming to the table to be renewed in our heart. We don't want to come unworthily. We're coming to the table to refocus and be ready for his coming, to live a life that is ready, and to be looking for his return because he is coming again someday. And I don't know when that is, and you don't either, but he is coming. And we can, we can find that refocusing as we look back at the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. I want to live in light of that. And so as we come to the table tonight, may that be our heart. Let's bow for prayer and give a moment for the Lord to work in our hearts. And I would encourage you to take this time, this quiet time, to make sure that there is nothing between your soul and the Savior. He said, let a man examine himself. Let a man examine himself. Would you examine yourself there in your seat tonight? Lord, is there anything between me and the Savior? Lord, I want to be pure. I want to be right with you. I want to be right with others. And would you give time for God to work in your heart right now? We'll have some moment of quiet right now for you to do that. Our Father, we are your people, and you know that we are frail and that we are often tempted. Lord, tonight you told us to examine ourselves, and even in that, Lord, we need your help. We invite you to search us, to know us, to 
try us to see if there be any wicked way in us. Lord, our heart is tonight as we look at the cross to not be willingly living in sin, the same sin that you went to the cross and bore on our behalf. Our heart is to be free, to be pure before you, and to be right with you. And so, Lord, thank you for working in us. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is very good to specifically point out. Lord, I pray that each one of us would respond, from the youngest to the oldest, that each one of us would respond to whatever your Spirit says, whatever the prompting is. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for the promise that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and you're just to forgive us our sins, to let it go, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for the fact that because of that promise, Lord, we can be right with you right now. And we give you praise for that. Lord, I pray that you would, that you would sober our hearts, that you would cause us to reflect upon your cross in these moments as we remember you as you've told us to. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple of things that I want to say is, first of all, like we observed this morning with baptism, the Lord's table is a, an ordinance. It's something that God told us to do. Did you notice that in, in the, the, on the verses that we we're looking at? This do in remembrance of me. This do, it's a command. This is something we are to do. It's a command that he gave to us. He instituted it in the, in the upper room with his disciples before he went to the cross. This is something you're going to do. He was showing his death, and now we look back on his death as we ce- uh, celebrate it. Now, this do, this is something we're to do, but it is not a means of grace. You are not saved by the table. You're not saved by the bread or by the blood. The bread does not become his body, and the, the juice does not become his blood. All right? Uh, these are pictures. Now, as you receive it, you will notice that the bread is without leaven. It's not something that you, uh, that you use for daily eating. It is a picture Without leaven, leaven being in the Bible is the idea of, of sin and how it spreads uh, in, in, in our lives. And so it's without, it's without sin. The, the juice is not fermented. It's without sin. It's without rot. Picturing our wonderful Savior who is pure in every single way. And so uh, we invite those to the table who have been saved and baptized or following the Lord. And why do we say that about baptism? Because baptism is the first step of obedience. And it's important that, that we follow the Lord and we're walking in obedience to him in that, in that way. And so we invite those that have been uh, saved and baptized uh, to follow in, uh, in, in the Lord's table tonight. Deacons, if I could have you to come and do, um, be prepared to serve the Lord's table this evening. And, uh, and as you take it, just reflect and thank the Lord for the, the broken body and uh, for the, the shed blood tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to come together in remembrance of you and your sacrifice. It's, it's hard to wrap around what you've done for us 
And I'm thankful for dying on this on the cross for our sins, and that we can celebrate you and celebrate a future eternity in heaven with you. So just bless us um, this time in remembrance for you, and help us use it in a way that would glorify your name. Amen. Matthew 27 and verse 27 says, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. They stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail! king of the Jews, and they spit upon him, and they took the reed, and they smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took off the robe from him, and they put on his own raiment, and they led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear the cross, and when they were come under the place called Golgotha, that is to say the place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, on them and my, upon my vesture they did cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there and set up over his head this accusation written, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Paul telling us to remember the broken body, 
when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Now, remember, he's upper room. This is my body. They didn't understand it all. This is my body, which is broken, broken for you. Let's eat together. think about the cat of nine tails that he was beaten with it's hard to suffer pain for somebody else think about suffering pain for all humanity this is what happened when i mentioned a moment ago isaiah says that his visage it was so marred that he didn't even look like a human anymore they tore out his beard you heard me just read about the reed Talk about putting thorns right into your head. Just unbelievable. But he did it for us. But without the shedding of blood, there is no, no remission of sins. There's none. And we thank God for the cross. I want you to do this. Notice how many songs that we sing relate to the blood. We praise God for the blood. What can wash? We taught the kids yesterday. One of the songs we sang before I preached the gospel. What can wash away my sins? What is it? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. As you see the cup, remember that it's the blood. It's the blood that provided uh, salvation for you. Let's thank the Lord for the blood. Brother Frank. Lord, this day that we celebrate our risen Savior, Lord, we're thankful for what you did for us, the suffering that you went through, your blood that covers our sins. We're so thankful and we're humble. Thank you for saving us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. two thieves crucified with him one on the right hand and the other on the left and they that passed by reviled him wagging their heads and saying thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days save thyself thou be the son of God come down from the cross likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said he saved others Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of the Jews, the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with them cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. 
And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, this man called for Elias. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come and save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the grave after his resurrection, and went to the holy city and appeared there. Now when the centurion and they that were with them watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things which were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, he said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye drink it, say it with me, for as often as ye drink it, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. You, you announce it. You announce it. And it is our privilege to remember it on this night. What a Savior we have. What a Savior. This should not make us gloomy. This should encourage our hearts that we have a God that loves us so very much. And he loves all those around you in the same way. He loves us with an everlasting love. What would make the Creator come, this struck me this week, what would make the Creator come who was offended, holy God came and became, and became the object of holy God's wrath at the cross. That's, that's the cross. He, as holy God, came and became the object of the wrath that was meant for me. What a Savior we have. And he shed his blood for you and for me. Uh, tonight, as we, as we uh, remember the Lord, it is our practice when we come to the table of the Lord to give to a benevolent offering. Now, uh, if you came prepared for that, wonderful. If, if not, you can give online and mark that, but let's, let's understand why we do that. Uh, even there, there were needs in Corinth, right? And uh, sometimes they weren't very caring about one another. We want to be caring for one another as those needs would, uh, would come up. That, that fund is administered by our deacons, uh, so uh, that sometimes is needs outside the church, sometimes is needs inside the church. If it is given outside of the church, it is, it is very well administered by them. It's uh, uh, brought 
to, uh, to a vote by them, and they, they care for those needs together. But as you give, just this is a free will offering, uh, give as unto the Lord. But do remember this, the Bible says that uh, bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And there are times right within our own church that there's a need that comes up and the deacons are able to handle that need, um, that financial need, um, because of generosity of, uh, of our members. And so let's give as unto the Lord. Let's uh, ask the Lord's blessing upon that, guys. If as, uh, we pray, if you go grab the offering plates and we'll take that up tonight. Father, thank you so very much for your goodness to us. You have loved us in a way that is indescribable. Lord, you have loved us in an everlasting, with an everlasting love. You've described it as loyal love. Lord, thank you for that. Now, I pray that you would help us also to love one another. You've told us to do that as well, to love one another. And you, would you help us to do that even as the needs would arise in this church family and without on towards others. And we pray that you would bless this offering for that purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stand and sing together and go out with a hymn. And why do we do that? Do you remember? They went out. And I think we should sing a song about his coming, right? Uh, remember at the end of uh, the book of Revelation? How many times did Jesus say, Brother Caleb, will you come and lead us when we see Christ? Uh, how many times did they, um, how many times did Jesus say that he was coming back? Do you remember? The end of Revelation, last book, last chapter, it was three times. Behold, I come quickly. Now, we remember this, that a day with the Lord, this is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So we cry with the Apostle John, even so come, Lord Jesus. Let's say that again, even so come, Lord Jesus. Now, the end of the prayer letter, Brother Jack read, uh, there was that word Maranatha. And you know what, that, that, that's the idea. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Please come, please come. That's the idea of Maranatha. We want you to come. May that be our hearts. Let's sing 217, I believe it is. When we see Christ. When we see Christ, it'll be on the screens. Let's lift it up together on the first together. Here we go. Oft times the day seems long. Our trials hard to bear We're tempted to complain To murmur and despair But Christ will soon appear To catch his bride away Oh, tears forever over In God 
life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glance of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So it up with me on the next verse there one glimpse or sometimes the sky looks dark think about these words let's really lift it up to our savior this evening sometimes the sky looks dark with not a ray of light we're tossed and driven on no human help in sight but there is one in heaven who knows our deepest care. Let Jesus solve your problem. Just go to him in prayer. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. Life's day will soon be o'er, all storms forever past will cross the great divide to glory safe at last. We'll share the joys of heaven, a harbor crown. The tempter will be banished. We'll lay our burdens down. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glance of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Praise the Lord. It's good to be together tonight. Thank you for coming out, and may God bless your week. Now, remember, there's people that celebrated this weekend, and they're just going to go on like, oh, now that, that holiday's over. All right, you take Jesus to them this week, okay? Ask Jesus for someone to give the gospel to this week. We're to live in light of the cross, right? So take Jesus to somebody this week, and make it a daily matter of prayer. Lord, I want to share the gospel with one person at least this week. And uh, try your very best to put a tract in somebody's hand. 
on this week and share on share Christ. God bless you. Sure do love you. Thank you for what God's doing in our hearts. Go in the strength of the Lord. God bless you.